1: Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk. En dat is nog niet alles. Alle king deals
2: zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon and welcome to the Royal Blue podcast. It's a special Lukaku edition. Our sponsors, of course, are Beer 52. And if you feel like a beer after uh, all these. Headlines and speculations, then there's far worse places to go. Beer52.com, and you can get a discount by adding Echo in block capitals at the checkout. Right, good afternoon. Uh, it's Greg. I'm joined by Phil Bride as ever, and the gruesome twosome Gavin Buckland, Tony Scott, <laughs> and a special guest this afternoon, Christophe Thererre, who's the Premier League correspondent for Belgium. A newspaper HLN Christophe is somebody who gets the most Premier League matches in fact all I'm sure you'll say uh, featuring Belgian players and he's a regular at Goodison for obvious reasons knows Romelu Lukaku very well and Christophe really pleased that you joined us this afternoon hi good afternoon guys now um, we'll jump straight into it if we can please Christophe you've been involved in the coverage of Belgium's recent games uh, which is where the latest quotes have come from can you Bring us up to date with the situation regarding Ram and where he's at at the moment with his future.
0: Well, he definitely wanted to leave, but that's something we already knew. But We still have to wait for Chelsea to make their move towards Everton, I think. Uh, what I've heard is that there's no official bid yet from uh, from uh, Chelsea. I think uh, Chelsea have already talked, uh, which always happened. He's made up his mind. He wants to go to Chelsea. And now we're waiting to the deal, for the deal to finalise. But I think it will take a few weeks uh, knowing Everton's stance and um, knowing the fact that Chelsea don't want to spend £100 million what uh, what uh, Everton are asking. So they will have to find each other somewhere, if they find each other, of course.
2: Yeah, I mean, this morning, the, the latest development, I suppose you could call it, is Diego Costa claiming that he's been told by Antonio Conte he's no longer required at Stamford Bridge. Do you see that as being significant in terms of their pursuit of Rom?
0: Well, uh, Rom was already, uh, I know it's already for a few months, that he is one of their main targets. Everything kicked off at Chelsea with Diego Cosqueta asking for a move in uh, in January of course. from then on, they, they, they have started their pursuit for, for, for Romelu. But what will change now is I think that if Costa now has made it, he has made it public for Chelsea don't want me anymore, now Everton can play their game too. You desperately need a striker. You're going to pay what we, what we want. So I think it's a plus for Everton now that Costa has gone public uh, with everything. Uh, I don't think Chelsea would have liked it uh, at all.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting perspective, actually, isn't it? I suppose he has inadvertently handed Everton a little bit more leverage. I mean, how do you, you you cover Everton often, or cover Romelu playing for Everton, and how how do you think Everton's how powerful is their hand in this? Obviously, they've got a more fan, financially robust and, and wealthy owner than they've ever had before. Do you think there's any chance they might just keep keep Rom and say well, he's got two years on his deal and he stays?
0: Yeah, unless, I, I think he's made up his mind, he already wanted to move last year, and then Kuman convinced him to stay one more season, and when you have two years left on your deal, it's always quite tricky. Are uh, you going for the money now, are you waiting another year, season, you will get a lot of goals, maybe from Rom, even though he won't be that motivated anymore, or you get less money, and I think... Kuman has made it already clear a few times. That if players don't want to sign the new deal, get out with, uh, uh, let them move on. If we get the money, of course. So I think, I think uh, Everton are going to sell him, but only at terms. They're in a strong position. They don't, they don't really need the money. But would you keep a player who is unhappy and moaning all the time and talking and talking a lot? When he's on international views, <laughs> that he wants the next step, that he wants to go to play in the Champions League. I think is the moment. Yeah, he he's been. Uh, he was. Uh, he's had a, a good season. Scored a lot of goals. I think they're now at the strongest to sell him for a big price. Maybe next season he won't score that many goals, and then he only has one year left. Christoph, and you, and you will have to ask maybe sixty million. And if you can get now eighty million, ninety million, or even the full hundred million, I would go for it uh, if I was them. Also, with his agent who likes to push for moves, it's the moment to sell him. I think,
3: Christoph, it's Phil here. Just interested to see what your opinion is on Romelu's attitude. Say, for example, Everton refused to sell him, and obviously you spoke about him being um, demotivated. Can he afford to be unhappy and so given it's coming into a World Cup year?
0: Well, yeah, it's, that's a good one. It's a World Cup year. They all want, all players want to play in a World Cup year. But Romelu now is in a really strong position in the Belgian national team, too. Before we had Benteke was first choice. But since Martinez is there and with his performance, he's in a strong position. I don't think Martinez is going to change a lot if he would have uh, a less good season as as this as this year. So I don't think Martinez will change a lot of the national team. Roma has performed well the last two years for the national team too. He's he's uh, he's he's definitely his first choice. He can play less maybe if he if he play performs less next season, he will be better at the World Cup. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but as he set his mind on uh on Chelsea, I think he will do everything to get his move. I don't know if he will put in a transfer request. Not sure, but yeah, they're going to try to to do everything to move. So I'm I'm convinced that he won't stay for 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 another season. To be fair, so.
4: Christoph, it's Tony here. Probably the most important question of them all. Do you think Chelsea are prepared to pay the asking price of 100 million pound for him?
0: I don't think they will pay the hundred million. Right? Maybe they will push other players to to Everton and find a deal like that. But hundred million is a lot for a player they sold. Was it twenty-eight million pounds? Uh, yeah. uh, three years ago, it's a lot of money. So I don't see them paying it. They haven't. did the last two years, they haven't paid a lot for, for players. To be fair. All about 32 million pounds, 40 million pounds, but not not more than that. So I think they maybe want to spend 80 million pounds because they have had lots of money for for Oscar. Uh, for the Chinese deal, they still will get some money for for Costa, and they will spend it on a striker. So I think if they pay 80 million pounds, I don't know if if Everton uh, won't want that 80, 90 million pounds. I would take I would take the 90 if I was Everton, but I would I would wait a long time with the hundred to see how far they go. But I think they can at least pay 80. They can pay pay hundred too, but I don't see them doing that because they are known to be uh, yeah to be quite greedy. In fact, to uh, Marina Gernovskaya, their main negotiator, is a tough lady to to deal with. So. We'll see if she, what happens with Bill Kenwright or Moshe if they negotiate too, because there are always good stories about Bill, Bill Kenwright's negotiation tricks too. Uh, he might have to call someone again uh, during the negotiations. So.
1: Christoph, it's, it's Gavin. Are we uh, confident that Chelsea is the only, the only club after Lukaku at the moment? There's obviously been other clubs that have been mentioned this week. Is this the only sort of serious interest that has sort of being flagged up at the moment?
0: Well, I know that Manchester United inquired about a, a move uh, yeah, a week or two weeks ago. They have definitely asked if he would be interested. But I hear from people who are quite close to Mourinho, too, that he made them clear that he was already in advanced talks, if you can, or advanced contacts with Chelsea, and that he would prefer a move back to Chelsea. And that's where you see in Manchester United uh, business now too. They are pushing for Morata, for instance. They have inquired about about uh, Belletti of Torino. So I think Chelsea are his only option. So it's play. It's a. We we it's a it's a it's a tough game he's playing too. Certainly when you have one option. But yeah, I think the clubs will have to to meet somewhere. I think lots of people are already tired about his moaning about the move. About, his, uh, about the attitude he's having now. So I think get over it. Take the money, take as much money as you can get, and then we'll see. Although you will le- lose a lot of goals, you will have to find a, a decent replacement too, because you can't take away those goals. And Ron scored 24 goals this season, last season it was 15 or something. So you will have to find a good replacement. Then. That won't be me I,
2: I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> Christoph, there's been a lot of talk um, about who they might replace him with, but someone who's been mentioned, and I think in, compass- in the capacity of a make weight in the deal, rather than someone clearly to replace Ross, is a- another Belgian, uh, Mitchy Batsui. What, what, what's your feeling about that? Would that? Would you've seen him play a lot? We, we didn't see him play a lot last season, of course, for Chelsea. Would he be someone who you think would be a valuable part of a deal plus cash? Well,
0: I, or even in a loan, you never know, because i not, I think Chelsea haven't decided yet what they are going to do with him, because there's also the, the Costa case and they will have to find another backup striker. But if I was Everton, I would definitely ask for him, because he's talented and he knows this, how to score a goal, so he's, he's a brilliant goal scorer. I remember Thierry even mentioning that he's uh, in the box scoring goals is even better than Lukaku. So I would definitely ask for him. He wants to to play a lot next season. That's what he's already said. I want to play a lot next season. There's a World Cup year. I want to to be higher in the in the in the ranking in the Belgian national team. I want to move up to. Place two behind the Diomelou, so I will have to play a lot. So he definitely wants a move, but he he, he lets his depe- decision depend on uh, on Chelsea, and he's already mentioned in the talks between Monaco and uh, Chelsea about Bakayoko. And as he likes France, I think he would prefer a move to France rather than a move to Everton. But. You never know if 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 Bakayoko, they still haven't found an agreement on that one. If that deal doesn't pull off, it's it's up to Everton to ask for Bajue. But he's another character. He's a cheery character. He's not as driven as Rom. Rom is a yeah, really ambitious guy who wants to who wants to reach the top of the world. Bajue is more laid back, and I think he he will do well over there. He's he's a he's a humorous guy. He's a good sense of humour. So. I would, if I was Everton, I would definitely ask for him. But they will need to convince him too that that's the right step. Although there's Romelu's uh, example too. Romelu moved there first on loan, then joined them uh, on a permanent deal, and he made a lot of progress too. So, yeah, they will have to ask for him.
4: Christoph Tony again here. If Chelsea aren't willing to match Everton's asking price, the hundred million, do you think Romelu Lukaku will go along the lines of throwing a transfer request in?
0: well i th- I think they oh yeah, usually uh players from the continent they don 't think uh, they don 't know the uh thing as a transfer request before they move here, but i think that if if they don 't move they will have to do it in a certain way they will if if it 's your dream move, you will lose some money you will lose i think you lose your loyalty bonus mm.
2: yeah. yeah
0: it yeah. 's only that for the, for if you can make a, a million uh, a million uh, pound deal—it's worth taking the risk. So, and then he pushes them with the back to the wall, of course. And then, in the end, they will find an agreement. But I think it will be used in the negotiations because Ayola is is known as a tough guy too in deals. He he's used to get what he wants too uh, in in uh, in transfer deals. So. Although he's, quite, uh, he's on good terms with, with the club too, so he might negotiate a good deal for them in between the clubs too. We'll have to see how it evolves in between the clubs, because he gets along pretty well with Moshiri, so that might help Everton's side too, to get what they want from, from, from Chelsea.
2: Yeah, he's nearly as wealthy as Moshiri as well. <laughs> <laughs> Christoph, thank you very much for your time, and that's okay. brilliant insight into the guys. situation. Um, Christophe's well worth a follow on Twitter and you can keep up to date with uh, all the things he has to say like via his Twitter and via the HLM website as well, so thanks once again Christophe, thank you very much You're welcome guys Right, there you go, you've heard what um, the Belgian perspective is let's try of get our take on it Phil um, Are we, I mean let's not jump the gun too much, are we resigned to losing Rom or what do you understand to you know, what's your feeling on the current situation?
3: I don't I don't think oh well, you know, what what Christoph was saying was interesting and, and he's obviously I think if he was to sway one way he's very much going towards that Romney will leave. But I don't think we should be re- resigned to losing him. Everton have got a price tag, he's he's got two years left in his contract. The ball for me is very much in their court. You know, we mentioned transfer requests there, they've dealt with that in the past with John Stones and refused. Um I think, I think in many respects, Everton hold the aces. And if they're minded to not sell him, then they don't have to.
2: Simple as that? We don't have to. Be, and you think Mishiri's stature and wealth is backing up that stance? Because there was a time, thankfully gone, when Everton would maybe posture, but ultimately financial matters would mean they'd have to. Yeah, I mean, obviously, look,
3: there's a £100 million price tag that they've put down there, but we've probably used the kind of analogy probably last week and many times you, you don't put your house on the market for what you are willing to accept. You put your house in the market above that. So I think, as we've, we've probably discussed recently, I think if Chelsea offered a world record fee, so that's ninety million plus, I think Evan would get to the, would come round the table. Yeah. And I think that's a good deal for Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. um, I think that's I think that's where there would be a meeting of minds and a and, and a and a deal agreed. But but until Chelsea are, are showing the willing to get up there. I don't think I'm going to have to lose any sleep, and I, you know, and I put it to Christoph, given what he was saying about Romelu about not wanting a player who was sulking, etc., etc. Well, Romelu looks like he wants to play football, and if he wants, if he wants to play football, he can have the right attitude, and he's got to have the right mentality. Otherwise, Ronald Koeman won't pick him. So I don't see it being an issue.
2: So I suspect you don't think Ronald Koeman will have the. Um... We'll be thinking of picking him anyway because you think he's gone, don't you?
4: Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm in the agreement that when a player comes out with the com- the quotes that he said last week... Staying's not an option. Staying's not an option. I've made my mind up where I'm playing next season. It looks to me as that there's a lot of business being done in the background between Everton and Chelsea. I just think words have been said. For a player to come out with them comments, obviously he's aware of something between his agents and football clubs. You can't just say that. And expect to be at that football club in the same season It doesn't happen for me Now for Everton, as Phils just said then For Everton to say You, just get, you just can basically have him for £100 million. That's selling. That's telling the world He's there for, he's, he's up for sale Regardless of the price, like every player is I think a deal, just in my opinion Is going on behind the scenes I really do, and I think it's already done and dusted
2: are you resigned to the inevitable well, Sorry, to what? Some people, I guess Tony would say is the inevitable
1: uh, I'm going to sit on a fence here somewhere between Tony and Phil. Um, I mean, it's hard to I call, d- I isn't it? I mean... Everton haven't said anything. I, the concern I've got on this is that it needs to be sorted pretty quickly because I said before we started that Evan have got to have two transfer strategies this summer. One is Lukaku staying. The other one is Lukaku going because... If he if he goes, that means the players that we want to buy may change because of the amount of money that come that's coming in. Plus, we've got to buy a replacement, one maybe two replacements for him. So you can't you can't let the the scenario of Rom going sort of happen sort of July because in that is your, your strategy for, for for this season and and for the following season as well. So I, I know what Christoph was saying there that it, it's. It's the balls and Everton's course, and we can hang on for 100 million quid. I think that that's a fair, fair statement, but the downside of that is that just takes the deal then into into July, doesn't it? This is what and, I mean, and, I think. And, and, and that, that, that doesn't suit anybody. So I think. And what Tony's saying there is, is obviously maybe there has been, you know, the club maybe is real knows that, well obviously the will do, and therefore they're quite keen to push the deal through as, as quickly as possible, hence some of the statements that have been made by, by Rom. But it can not drag on this, so like the first podcast in July, we're asking the same question. It has to be done now. And if it has to, I mean, and Chelsea may know that in terms of the asking price as well, to be fair. Um, and so I would say something along the lines of 90 million quid would not be a, uh, a, a, bad, a bad deal to be honest with you uh, but as long as it's done now I don't want to just drag it on
2: that's the problem for me you see I think there's some truth in what we've all said and Chelsea aren't soft and they'll be aware that it's in Everton, Everton's interest to resolve it sooner yeah. rather than later so conversely in, in mm. negotiation that gives them a bit of strength yeah, and was, a, a, exactly you know, a bit of leverage Everton have been helped by Costa through what Christoph was saying there to an extent my concern is that it will drag out. We've been here before. We've seen it, and, and whether or not Mishiri's money has any influence on that, I don't know.
3: Well, I don't know whether again it's <laughs> I've never been inside the boardroom when they're negotiating deals and, and we've we spoke this season about arbitrary deadlines that the club have imposed on Ross Barkley. But what I'm saying is, could have they're well within their rights to go to Chelsea. Look, until you've got until I don't know July the first to show us you're serious about meeting what we would consider. Um, a, a, a decent amount of money for him, but if you don't, but that's your point. Otherwise, we're just we're just going to ignore your calls. You've had your chance. But
4: Phil, on the opposite side of that, because he they know Everton are foolish in my opinion by setting that price tag on it. He didn't do it with John Stones. So what Everton have now said is that hundred million. Just can have them. So what Chelsea could visibly do now until August the 31st, they go 80 million, 80 million, 80 million, no, 80 one, million, one, and one. then
3: next minute bang just, is
4: hundreds no, on no, day But
3: that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Everton should go to Chelsea. Right, you've got until July the 1st to show you're serious, and you're seriously going to table an offer of 90 plus million that we would accept. Otherwise, we won't return your phone calls for but, this summer, and we're not selling them But what happens if he don't? If he just leave it at that,
4: and then come on the last week of the deadline, there's your hundred million. Too late have Everton got the power to do that would yeah, you say £100
2: on like got week? two years contract left yeah. they've got to at that stage I think I, I mean for me it doesn't sound like a bad idea to impose a deadline because ultimately what more can they do to focus Chelsea's mind and to pre- prevent any silly games I mean it would have been helpful if United's interest was really really serious yeah, but yeah. I suspect it was more of a casting it out for me it always seemed odd that Mourinho would want sanction that, that amount of spending on a player he's already binned off is no, a...
3: I think I think it I think it helps Everton. Maybe there's only Chelsea the only show in town. Go on. Just because it streamlines everything. One one club are interested. show us you're interested. If you're not clear off, you
2: can't have an auction. Though, is yeah, the there's no one.
3: auction. There's no there's no bidding anymore There's no there's no you know there's no. all oh, these are interested. Bob. You, you, do you want him or not? Tell us. If you don't, go look somewhere else.
4: I think Everton maybe on the weak side. of it here, on the basis that if they do, as Phil just said, set a deadline, then. Assume, the minute he sold if Everton go to Leicester say for argument's sake and say Jamie Vardy they are well within their rights to put an extra 20 million on top of his price tag because they know straight away how much Everton have got Yeah but yeah.
3: If, if Chelsea if, if Everton wait until August 31st for 100 million to come in they're still in the same problem with the added factor, they've got like 10 minutes till the deadline yeah.
1: I think also as well with that is um Everybody knows Premier League clubs have got a lot of money, don't yeah. they? So, I mean, I don't think that's going to make a lot of difference. It will make a difference when they
4: see Luke transfer probably, fee. Everyone's going to go, wow, they've got serious money yeah, to spend even more. They
1: know, they know that anyway. I think it's, it's the timetable to me is is the key thing here. Uh, and it needs to be done and dusted really by, by the next sort of fortnight. Because players' contracts run out at the end of June, don't they? It's always the natural sort of end yeah. of the cycle, isn't it, really? So it needs to be sorted pretty soon. But the one thing I was keen on talking today about, it's linked with this, is actually Rom's general behaviour and all of this certainly over the last week. Which you know, the my ever supporting friends, of which uh, there are uh, many, uh, is you know that's what's really annoyed them mm. in all this. Never mind that to buy them or sell them or keep them. Mm. Is is it right like when a play goes? I know what my plans are for next season. You know. My time here is finished. I know where <laughs> I'm going. Doesn't that show like a complete disrespect to to the club who's developed them a lot, as Christoph said there over the last three or four years? And also the supporters. And I, I I'm really, really for, for an intelligent fella, supposedly. Um I'm I wouldn't say fuming is the word, but I would say I'm very disappointed mm. with be my with those I've, comments I,
3: I've, I've never had a problem with Romelu talking about his ambitions and wanting to go and play Champions League football etc cetera, etc cetera. Um and playing devil's advocate is this is this the kind of world that Everton have to live in when they have players that other clubs want but I have to admit I've grown tired of it now I have I've grown weary of every international break every summer this circus and this we just going around in circles even when he was he was on loan it was a bit of a it was. It was. It was. A, it was an ordeal to get him through the door, wasn't it? He didn't even answer the phone to Martinez. He he, he missed. You know, he just cancelled it twice, didn't he? Or miscalled it yeah. on purpose. And he took it the third Dead time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did. He, he revealed that. I just. I want him to stay. I think if Ronald Koeman wants him to stay, then he should. I think everyone should stand firm because he's such a good player but I am very tired of it.
4: Is it not part of modern-day football where when players go on? It's not just Romelu Lukaku we've talked about here. It's various players, especially Belgians, don't get me wrong, but when Spanish players and French players, when they go and speak to their relative journalists from their country, they're known for it, aren't they? It's just part
1: of modern-day football, yeah. in my opinion. I think Rom is a bit more verbose than some of them, to be honest with you. I mean, there was a, there was, I was just reading. there, so to stay in Everton is not really an option for next season. Well, actually, what it, what is is? That, yeah, I don't think it's your your. It's uh, <laughs> not your, in your, your gift choice to say your, that. Your choice to say that, Ron. Yeah. As 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 uh, said, you know, you've got to respect your contract. It's different to one under contract, but I know what Ronald yeah. Ron was saying there. You know, and it's just it was just some of the things that I'm reading. think I will not make big statements about my future. I know where I want to play. Well, actually. That's sort yeah, it's of, that a contradictory statement, that isn't it? Mm-hmm. Really, and I just think over the last year or so, a lot of the stuff he said is just there's an inherent contradictions in some of the stuff he he comes out with. And I know what you're saying, it's is that you know it's not the only one, but he should really know better. And uh, I, I just I think all well, because other players do, it doesn't necessarily mean it's right. And I think it shows a bit of disrespect to both Evan and the supporters. Is uh, that not about
4: the managers as well? Though
1: when he visions of managing Barcelona, well, it no, doesn't, exactly he doesn't, he doesn't say that at all. I mean, I don't think. To me, um, I, I just I don't think it's right, and it doesn't sit right with me. And I think that's the case for a lot of supporters. And the interesting thing would be, wouldn't it, if next season if he, he's lining up in the blue shirts on the, uh, you know, in the middle of August, because mm. that's the other thing we touched on there, isn't it? So what happens if he does? I can't see. I I, I just say. think. My, in my opinion, I just think.
4: There's something going on behind the scenes. For, for players to come out with comments like that, it's, you, you don't just say things like that to journalists, knowing quite well that it's going to be getting pulled back to Everton, back to the football club, back to the owners, back to the fans. He knows there's something going on behind the scenes to come out with comments like oh, okay. that. So so if, if,
1: if, if stuff has moved on down the line, why come out and say it anyway? Yeah,
3: because he's that confident. Because yeah, he'll yeah. ask the
1: question, obviously. No,
3: nah, he's pass. clever enough to swerve yeah. the question. I mean, he wants to.
1: Phil says quite rightly, you know, not going to play as short about ambition because that's actually because if you're at the club, that means you'll try. But he's not, you know, that's okay to talk about. But when something's happened like this, where obviously things would appear to be moved on, he's he's had no obligation to say anything, really. He doesn't have to. He can just say, as soon as the transfer is announced, then that's it. And I think that's what, that was the point is, I've got to make on that. I just think it was...
2: I'm a bit mad about it really. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I almost think there's a, a line in the sand point approaching where Cooman and Kuman's rhetoric about Rom has been interesting because you contrast it with Barkley, he's been a lot softer on Rom. Uh and ultimately it's it's obviously clearly because rightly I suppose he sees Rom as more important to Everton course, yeah. progressing next season. Yeah. And I I can get I get that. And I know his goals were, were, were big. But then niggling away at me, you know, you do things like, you know, we we obviously look at the stats and where would they finish without Rom's goals, exactly where they did finish, how many key goals they score in key games. Well, we've discussed that in this podcast yeah, yeah, totally. routinely. Listen, he's he's a fantastic centre forward and he will go on to be better than he is now and, and score goals. But I just feel at we've come to a point where Kuhn has to say, Well, I didn't sign him, you know, he's a fantastic player, let him go, bring in someone he wants, he's scouted and who's hungry to play, whether it's someone who's coming out of the league, who wants to make his name at Everton, uh, is more in, you know, kinda of heavily incentivised, hasn't got his mind elsewhere, can press the way consistently he wants to play to press from the front. You know, we got Southampton into fifth was it sixth yeah. without the twenty five goal season mm-hmm. striker. Um, I'm not saying he won't find one. I know it's very hard to place like for like I've had enough, to be honest with you. Get, you yeah, know, do you so, not think it
4: was dangerous from Kuman to say, "Give us that one more season"? He's verbally said to him, "You can go at the end of next season." Well, r-
2: well, yeah, because Lukaku's hinted in, in his stupid games and a share of Gav's annoyance with this kind of like this, these kind of enigmatic smiles he, he keeps doing. Apart by all uh, accounts of the Belgian media interchange with you know, nudge nudge, wink wink. He, he, keep, he claims there was an agreement last summer. Whether there was or there wasn't. Um, Kouman saying, you know, give us one more season, automatically has set this in motion because when you don't finish in the Champions League, you you can't, can you yeah. play what hardball was as much. expected yeah. to do
4: when he's got to play. I of 25 think he was saying, you know, let,
2: let's see if we can get get into the Champions League at the first time of asking. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't. You know,
3: and as I mean, we obviously weren't privy to the conversation, but as Kouman said, give us one more season and we'll talk about it again.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, because yeah. that's
3: there's semantics is not yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's
1: yeah. Well, look, let's can we look at it from the players' perspective then? Yeah, I've just got on Sorry, so sorry. just one point I was going to say on that. though, because I can see why Cummins would do that because he just come into the club and we all know this was all a bit late, wasn't it? Coming yeah. in whenever it was, July. And Steve Walsh wasn't in, so actually, if Rom goes, he's got a very short time scale. Like Tony was saying, he don't be selling these stakes in August, so actually. As a short-term fix, the easiest thing for Kuman is to ask him to play another year, is not it? And I think that's why he would do that rather than say, "Listen, I'm mean, can go in and think. I've got a massive problem yeah. here straight away, and I haven't even kicked the ball yet." Mm. So we could see why, why he would do that in those those circumstances. He's probably weighed that up. That will cause me a problem next year, but I want to get over my first he's season first. Him a bit yeah. of time, hasn't he's he bought yeah. him some time, so I think that's maybe why he's done it. No, from a player
4: from Romelu Lukaku's perspective, do you blame him? for actually wanting to leave Everton. No, this is a player who's got no affinity with Everton Football Club, foreign lads, playing for Everton, starting from Chelsea, banged a loads of goals in. I want to play in the Champions League. I've said it last season, I said the season before, I'm good enough to play in it. And I'm at a team now where, will I stay another season at Everton? I'll have one year left in my contract. More than likely not gonna get top four next season. So what have I got to
3: gain here by staying at Everton when the champions of the country Want me signature. As as I said, I've got, I've I've never had a problem with his ambition. Never and and agree with Gav. You know, I think it's healthy that you've got a player who and as Christoph said is so driven and wants to excel and, and reach the highest standards possible. So I've never had a problem with that. And I always felt it was I always felt it was Everton's challenge to try and to try and get there. But but it was always shared by the managers, Martinez and now and t- to meet that. It's just the way that he's Continue to go about leaving. I just haven't, as I said, I've grown tired of a little bit. I,
1: I agree, but Tony's saying I've not got a problem in coming out and saying that, and once go to a, you know the top one club in the mm. in the country. It's when you make your statement isn't it? To stay at Evan is not really an option for next season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know that's what you know when your contract says uh, otherwise, mate. But I know that, and, but uh,
4: it's a contract. We all know right now. The the single handed, they're not worth well, not, uh, written on. not no. if you're Southampton. More yeah. player power Not yeah, if it's Southampton. That's
1: because of the the tap and up scenario, totally different. Contract of course the course contracts are worth everything because that's why I was saying there's a big difference between selling after two two years on his contract. The so one year left on his contract isn't because of the contract. Mm. It's worth a hell of a lot of money. so years ago, Cav, uh,
4: you used to have like George Green was famous for it. if he play, fell out with a player he wanted to move, you throw him in the reserves and let him rot you can't do that now because the lads worth £100 million. So the owner will be on the phone saying, what's that £100 million play doing in the reserves? Sell him right now. Hey, and I, 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 this might
3: sound fanciful, but I would not put it past Ronald Koeman if if Lukaku's like, attitude was not right and his behaviour was, was was not what was expected. would not surprise me to see him sitting in the stands. Koeman is ruthless. But can he afford to, film He's manager of everything. Do what he wants. I know, but he can, I mean, he's wise. But then that's... Well, he, he, if, that, if he knows that Lukaku, is right? We're not selling you. You're going nowhere, and Lukaku's got a massive cob on. Kuban goes, well, I'm going to start. I'm going to have to uh, buy around it anyway. I'm going to have to bring in another striker anyway because we need support, etc. Just won't play him. Can Why I, would you play him if his attitude steep? I understand that, but <laughs> he's one of the best strikers in the
4: country. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I know. So you you you've got to play him. I understand the attitude and everything else. He's no good for the team and his character and everything else, but. You've still got to pay your best of players. Now, if he's sitting in the stands on the first game of the season and we get beat 1-0 on Cuddersen, yeah, all he's... fingers
3: are getting pointed at Ronald Koeman saying, why on earth have you got Romelu yeah, but, Kappen sitting in the is, stands? Is, is, he, is he one of your better players if he got, hasn't got the right attitude? You know what Koeman's like with attitude, so he's not one of your better players.
1: I, I, would, I would expect that uh, in those circumstances to be the fingers to be pointed at Rom, uh, to be honest with you, just as much, not just, just Kuman. Well, then that, I mean, We also touched on that, didn't we? Because I thought that was a really interesting call. But obviously if he did stay, and he was playing next season, what level of commitment would you expect? Now, I wouldn't expect him to down two, because A, no. because it's the World Cup, and B, if you want to move the following year to a like, you know, Champions mm. League club or whatever, you know, uh, uh, somebody come in the Premier League, then he's going to have to uh, you know get a move on and show that he's improving. Yeah. So really, it's, I, I can't see him down on two next year, if he's as ambitious and
2: as driven as what people say, he'll just have to, uh, you know, put a shift in. Well, if, well, I mean, Tony said it's modern football. Kind of get over it when he was, when he put himself in the player's shoes, and to sort of echo that sentiment. Chelsea have got their own burgeoning situation on their hands with, with Eden Hazard. Speaking out about yeah. saying, you know, would I consider Real Madrid? Of course, I consider Real Madrid. Well, if I'm a Stanford Bridge season ticket hold, that's a bit disrespectful. And they could well yeah. face a big bid from mm-hmm. Real, Champions League winners, of course, best side in Europe, for, for what yeah. they're be- arguably their best player. Yeah. So, you know. So it's arguable Everton could be doing that to another team, yeah. to another, and, to well, Everton, play. exactly. Everton, so could you well go into it. It's how the world works. Yeah. But yeah. interesting when you think back, and I, I was there um, on that day. Uh, when Rom set the ball in motion the second time around by saying he wasn't going to sign his contract. We're talking about transfers, obviously, by virtue of this. He spoke about his frustration at, at players that didn't come in last summer. Yeah, yeah He know. said, you know, um, I know for a fact the players we could have got, we didn't. Is, I guess, throwing this out to you, is that, well, you know, you're a 24-year-old player... Don't you be asking why we did 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 or didn't do business? Get on with it. Or is that another little kick at Everton to say you've got to you've got to get to pace in this yeah, new yeah, era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walsh, Kooman, Mascheri, Canwright, you've got to be doing business quicker, better. Or do you think it's an excuse? Yeah,
4: just a just a
3: lazy excuse for a move in the future. Because oh, how, 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 how privy is he to the inner workings of Everton's last summer transfer Or Is he on the outside like everybody else? Just just reading and watching and seeing Link with Koulibaly or whatever and just going, oh, we didn't get him. Well, well, we're, we're, what's we're, he got to do
4: with Everton
1: Scalwell? Yeah. Nothing. Well, we no, no, but I think we did debate that at the time, didn't he? And I was impressed by the fact he called the Vincent Company Vinny, which I thought <laughs> was, uh, you know. But th- we did agree at the time. There was two sides to that, wasn't there? The first side was that actually, there was probably a degree of truth that I think we all acknowledged that last summer we yeah. maybe could have been a little bit more proactive. So yeah. there, was, there was something yeah. that he said there. Uh, the second thing he said, which I, I disagree, is he saw the you know, within his analogy of Manchester City in 2008, about before we knew he had, you know, Rubinho and you know, Tevez yeah. and all that more through do the door. And we said, well, I think he was expecting the same. But as you said, quite rightly at the time, that was pre, you know... Um, Full effect of FFP, FFP, wasn't it? FFP, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot what it was called there, I was going to call it PPP there <laughs> <a minute>. FFP. <laughs> And so, therefore, even though we've got a lot of money, but in financial we're operating in completely different waters than what what City were. So you can't have that Rabiotebes, mm. Yaya Touré walking through the door mm. at two hundred and twenty grand a week. So that's where he was wrong. But there was a like to be fair, there was a little. You could probably see why there was a, a tinge of frustration that maybe he was expecting some players to come in last summer. I- Excuse, I just think
4: it was a, it was a poor excuse Because you tell me if Kula Valley walks through the door And all these players, he's still staying at Everton this summer No, he still wants to move to Chelsea So regardless, he's just used it as an excuse If Everton was to sign all them players that they were linked to it, Axel Witzel and all them players
2: He'd still he, be wanting he to sign He was saying last summer, wasn't he? Yeah but He was yeah. reflecting on last a summer, summer not. And his frustration that yeah. it hadn't happened So if them players would have come through the yeah, door totally He'd still be wanting to leave now to sign for Chelsea. It's Evan, it's,
3: Evan has still finished seventh, and he's got in the top four. He'd want he He'd still be wanting to leave.
2: leave. But those players didn't come through the door. And even if he... did and Ashley Williams Yeah, I know.
3: Whether it, 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 regardless of
4: them players came in or not, he still would have been wanting to leave to sign for Chelsea. Well now it was Boyles' club okay, well, and the
1: Champions. Extended fear, okay, by that if we'd been top four this season, do you think still he'd still want them a go.
4: Yeah he wants to sign for Chelsea? He's a Chelsea supporter. He's going to In double what probably
2: Everton went on to play him. And he's playing for the Champions. That's why he wants to leave. Well, we don't I mean we yeah, don't right. know what Chelsea are gonna willing to pay him. The contract he had offered from Everton was high watering, wasn't it? Hundred and forty, yeah. Hundred and forty grand a week. So let let's move on to, you know, all right, if he goes, what next? And and I'll kind of throw one in to start <coughs> with. I asked Christoph about Mitch Bashuai and he gave an interesting answer. However, I don't think that's one we should pursue because I think Everton getting the line in the sand analogy again. We've been down that road time and time again with Chelsea when he, we got Lukaku after a season at West Brom, of selling players and then loaning a top four club's best but can't get in the team. For me, you bring in a player who's, who's incentivised for a season and then you know they're doing it for the wrong reasons potentially. Now, all right, if Pichuay's got the potential to be better than Lukaku, I could, be, I could be wrong here and it could be worth giving him a season. But for me, I would say it's better to go and sign someone who's in the prime Gav speaks about it and he made the original point in those golden prime years yeah, yeah. Who's, who's experienced who can come in and make a difference by all means maybe get Bashuai as a loaner, as an option um, but don't even think about him being in the mix to be succeeding wrong, in terms of our goal scorer you still for me need well, two other players really to fill that role yeah. and then if you want someone like Bashirai to come in but Christoph says he wants to play games you can't guarantee him that I haven't seen enough of him mm-hmm.
1: So, but then it's it's this where Tony's argument kicks in is that if you're outside that top four and Champions League Absolutely. places, you know, where where do you, where do you get a striker that's going to provide you with twenty five goals a season? But what, what I would say, and it was Christoph points, is that okay? It sounds a lot twenty five goals a season, but Greg, you alluded to when you actually break that down, goal by goal, there's, there's you know, I'm thinking like the end of the whole game Maybe we went two and he scored two in the last minute, didn't he? And Bournemouth when we winning three and he scored two and you know, and all this type of stuff. If you break it down to um like sort of the important goals and non-important goals, is okay, we've got a few, you know, equaliser at City and whatever. Um but in those big games he was found wanting and what, what what we want is somebody who may as I've got somebody come in and score fifteen goals, like like a Tim kale or someone like that. <laughs> Even Stephen Nisworth, he'll <laughs> come in maybe get fifteen goals a season, but you know in the big games, they're going to turn up. Well, to it's not like arguable
4: it. that because yeah. he's playing with lesser players, so to speak, he's not had many chances created for him. Whereas if he's playing with a Hazard behinds and a Pedro and everyone else, he's going to be but getting a maybe talking you know? it's,
1: it's, it's not what he's going to do. At Chelsea I don't really. Give him monkeys, or do due respect what he's going to do with Chelsea? It's, it's. We don't have to replace like with like. It's, it's about, it's about getting the same amount of goals next season, or a bit more, but from a few more different players and different types of players, is Who yeah.
2: heard of Graziano Pella before Cumin went and, and plucked yeah, him into the Premier yeah. League? And you know, we just got to hope that he, you know his scouting system, Steve Walsh, Cumin, is able to go and find another play, Pella or Mane or. Mm. I mean, I'm, so. We were talking now about you know he's gone. What next? I'm just a bit cautious on if we do get say the eighty
4: to ninety million. I'm a bit cautious on how Everton spends it because we've seen when football teams, especially we look at Liverpool, Tottenham. And Liverpool got the Suarez money. Tottenham got the Gareth Bale money. He blew down on Soldado and everyone else. Liverpool bought it oh. out for Southampton. You just you've got to be careful where you spend the money because teams right. know fully quite well. You, you, Everton will have 80 to 90 million to spend plus on top of whatever they've got to spend in whatever it is it's just going to get do thrown you have, to you it's
3: to, dangerous do, it's very dangerous so in that respect then do you have to look and, and hope that Everton if it came to pass and he, he left for world record fee Everton have to look at more what Juventus did they saw Pogba for 89 million couldn't spend 78 on Higuain so but they, they went champion. oh yeah I'm saying it's a, different, it's a different market but is that the you know the framework and the principles well, I, you have to go and basically reinvest and make a statement so to speak yeah I don't know or just Cooman go well for 80 million quid and go and get three forward slash attacking players who will make up the 25 goals yeah. and, and between them will create 20 goals for everybody else I don't know I think
4: he may have to because I don't think we, we can get a player above 50 60 million yeah yeah and attract them to Everton, yeah, yeah. the seventh best team in the league, whereas yeah. just five teams in the Champions League above us are Arsenal. Yeah. So we won't be able to attract a player who's worth 60 million pounds.
1: Yeah, yeah. so, so we're gonna may... have to spend 30s, 30s, 30s yeah. to get yeah. to a three. Which is not a bad bad thing if you buy the right players, but you know, the, That's, yeah. and then you've got to get them to blend together, then haven't you? You know yeah. what I mean? At least you're not relying on sense. one player yeah, yeah, the, you know, the way we've yeah. relied on Ron, yeah. Uh, so it does comes back down to your manager, then, and then whilst. Rebuilding the rest of the team. here. remember, this is not just a this is a problem where we've just got like a hey, sort of fully functioning outfit. We just need to replace the striking and with with two or three players. You know, we, it's in the context of like basically trying to buy a new keeper and our defence and maybe a couple. You know, one or two holding midfielders whilst trying to integrate some younger players into the team. So we just need to see that whole rom rom money. Not as ninety million, but as being thrown into whatever pot we've got and rebuilding the team collectively bringing eight, nine players in with that, not say, 150 million quid, say, or something like that. And uh, so we've just got to see in that context because, uh, and that's what I mean, what, what your strategy with Rom is, like,
2: and what your strategy with, with Rom not there are two completely different things, aren't they? Mm. Well, interesting mm. what you say. If, if they do sell Rom for 90 million, does that help them go and, say, for Michael Keane, who's got, obviously, a lot of suitors, we can pay you two hundred and twenty grand a week
4: Absolutely. here. Absolutely. I think it's, I, it's the convincing, and Christoph alluded to it, well, money there, talks, mate, doesn't it. I know he said, but he said it's the convincing the player. Now, you've just basically turned your nose up at Mithubatishav and you said you're not really sure on whether to go and pay the money for him. And I was alluded, talking more loaning him for loaning, a season. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair but I think Christoph touched on it. He said Everton will then need to convince him to join Everton. So, how do they get these players to come to Everton? And everyone is talking about the Champions League clubs, the five of them. One play for, them, one play for Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham City. Everyone wants to play for them. Not many will want to come to Everton. Well, so it- Everton have to double, as you just said, yeah. with Michael Keane. If Manchester United are willing to pay him £200 grand a week, Everton will have to go £225 even. They're going to have to because there's no other options because the players simply aren't going to
1: come. But that's what City did, didn't he? You know. You know, let's imagine a conversation with Yaya Tore you know in <laughs> 2010 you know listen Yaya if you haven't won anything for the donkey's years uh, will you come to us well no but uh, if we pay 220 grand a week will you come to us here? yeah You're I think I'll have, I'll have a bit of that yeah, yeah. you know and I think uh, was, I don't want us to get in, us to get into that territory because that, that's a damaging sort of way but at some Could point we're going to gonna go, have to we're going to have, have to, to we're well,
3: look good, in, the, in, the, you know, in, in, in the last twelve, yeah, yeah, exactly. In the last 12, wage structure has has been smashed, hasn't it? Yeah. Ron was what seventy-five was the highest earner. We think Schneidling's coming at one two five. They're willing to offer Ron one forty. Ross was has been offered six figures, you know.
2: But then, if you want to finish higher than seven, you've got to pay just the smashing. wages of a club higher than seven. Yeah, it's what I
3: said last
1: week.
3: Within the means, everything
1: Like probably. the St. John story said last week, is that sometimes you know. You pay the you know. You can't afford not to buy players. is the is the primary thing, isn't it? Really, and that that we're in that territory now where we can't afford not to buy players. We have to buy players by any means possible, and we've got to flash the cash.
4: And if we do buy players from overseas, again, you're taking a gamble. Thirty, forty million pound players who're playing Serie A, or Arlo, La Liga, I haven't kicked a ball in England, and there's another gamble. So does Ronald Koeman say, listen, I'm gonna have to try and go with a tried and trusted Premier League mm. or does he go abroad and take the gamble?
2: It's, it's... There seems to be a sea change in the space of 12 months whereby a player that might have been worth £12 million last summer is now automatically worth so 20 yeah. Odd. Well, That's because of
1: the, like... the, the new money in the Premier League isn't it? St- yeah. You know, that's that's the it. thing and, and like, if there's more money Simple Economics says that you, you, you're paying more. I just think it's, it's going to be quite a difficult thing to resolve but it just needs to be resolved a bit wrong. Like, as of now doesn't it really? I think what
4: put into context the other day I think there was a Liverpool supporter we was speaking to and he said um, oh, you, you just won't get the 100 million for Lukaku and I said well, why not he said oh, you just won't get it and I said "There's you, you're you willing to pay say 60 million for a defender and yeah one of the leading scorers in the Premier League isn't where the 100 so yeah. I think it just puts it into fine context there is a centre-half is Literally going, is for sale for sixty million mm. on two hundred thousand pounds a week apparently as well, mm. huge sums of money. So that just puts it into into context there. Um, and whatever to yeah. I think that's
2: salad grapes because they lost one of the best strikers oh, in the world in of Suarez. Yeah.
4: Well, this is what I'm making for, about Suarez. Yeah. We we to live. To, I'm not sure did Liverpool buy the couple of players before Suarez deal, or did they sell Suarez and then buy the players? I
3: don't know. To be okay. honest, this
4: is why I'm losing to so because we'll Everton. Then if they know the Romelu Lukaku deal is more or less taking shape will they look to spend the money?
3: They can do, can't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're in the position where they could spend before they, you know, buy before they sell. Would you prefer
4: prefer the before or after? Both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, before yeah. After yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we don't want to talk about FFP and all this, do we? Yeah. I believe Everton are free, free yeah. this season to do yeah. basically whatever it's, he wants. it's to, to years beyond then. You've got to, haven't you? Because you don't want to be in position where you've got to sell players. We'll have a it's, ground by then, so don't worry yeah, really about it. But I'm not, anyway, that's a slightly different podcast. Do, do the other thing that I'm not sure whether I should be puzzled by this or not is Everton have not said anything about any, any of this at the moment, have they? Nope. And, and the reason what, do we read
4: that I sense of that? I do it means to me that there's a deal completion in the background big deal in Dodge City yeah I mean, that's what yeah. that's what I'm reading into
3: would you I mean look I'm just asking the question would you expect them to have gone public and no, said something no no absolutely not Southampton's it there's different no, circumstances you know, different, different reasons they went they went public because they felt Virgil van Dyke had been approached illegally
2: one well, uh, football yeah. club's
4: when the best player
3: is mm-hmm. for moves elsewhere.
4: The football club comes normally comes out and says it's not for sale at any price. end of story.
3: Everton have kept quiet. Well, I think maybe Everton feel Ronald Koeman's doing all are talking for them. They don't need to. They don't need to repeat it. I don't know. Love yeah. yeah. to hear I've, what they thought. Do you think within that? Then I'm just suppose
1: near that the line is well. Listen, on if you want to go, hundreds million quid. You do the negotiation with.
2: Chelsea and I'll be half then to get the. Uh, oh, the That's of yeah, yeah. has yeah. obviously been charged, but by Ron Get me to Chelsea. Yeah. You know, and he might well be putting pressure on him, leaning on him significantly. Well, I might consider our relationship if you don't get me out of Everton to Chelsea this summer. Yeah. So I it's think... Rayola, It's in Rayola's best interest to make the move happen yeah. and as Christophe right? said yeah.
3: sorry told, as Christoph said you know Mino has traditionally had a decent relationship with Everton yeah. Yeah. And so it's just that was a really interesting point that he made yeah, yeah and didn't
2: didn't you see in reading in between Mino Ryler's quotes in the week he was talking up 100 million as not being unreasonable
3: yeah he did yeah. which
2: struck me as as someone who's in a sense being conciliatory because it's, it's in his interest for the deal to happen so if, if they have, end up shaking on ninety million, it's a million more than what Pogba the world record fee. We'll have, the, we'll have a prediction on how much he's gonna go for. Alright, well, well I'll start if ninety million. <laughs> yeah. I'll go. If he goes, yeah, I'll start ninety million. I'll say eighty. Less than world record fee? Yeah, I think he will go for eighty million. Okay. Gav? Oh, how should I was gonna get
1: involved in like, you know, swap deals and all that at this if stage. You want. If, you <laughs> <want>. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to
3: bargain on he clauses, clauses, yeah, yeah. Say, what do you think
1: it is, Gav? Come on. I, th- what I want or what Let's I. think know what because you think. Yeah. Phil hasn't
4: said
3: it. I, said, yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with. Phil. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. go with Phil on
2: yeah. this
1: one. I go with Phil on this <laughs> one. See them gangin' up on me. Go on. Say, I, 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 I agree with Greg. Yeah. I think it was it 90, ninety? West Derbyshire. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety, ninety. What are you yeah. saying, Phil? Yeah, no,
3: I, 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 think ninety north of ninety because I think, you know, I think, not the way you spin it because that's not what how I think is the right phrase, but I think. How it is perceived that Everton have not been taken, and if they say, "No, well, we got a world record transfer fee for our best player," you've got to be happy with that. Like for
2: John Stones, world fee, world record, yeah, exactly. English yeah. fee,
3: And yeah. I don't say happy with that because see him go But you know what I mean. Yeah, Look, we've yeah. done well, yeah. You know, and I think, I think they would have to. Um, they shouldn't settle, and I don't think they would if it came to it, or anything less.
2: Well, there we go. Yeah, Romelu Lukaku issue will continue, no doubt, to rumble on. Hopefully not for too long. I think our conclusion is overall sort of resigned to losing him with the caveat that not totally. The price has got to be right for Everton. And What next if he goes? Well, that's for Steve Walsh and Ronald Koeman to worry about. We'll all worry about it, of course, but we shall see. Thanks for listening and join us again next week.